The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. With me here, though, in our uh, studio away from home is David McRedmond. He's the CEO of Unpust and he is the recipient of EY's Special Recognition Award tonight. Uh, David, congratulations. Thank you. Um, so a busy, busy time of the year for you guys now. It's really busy and, uh, yeah, we call it peak and it's um, we'll deliver more parcels than we've ever delivered. You know, we will deliver... Oh, well over a million uh, this week and you know we could hit up to two to three million in the final weeks um, so yeah it's fantastically busy it's wonderful to to be here it's quite nice to to get an award for you know from EY Entrepreneur of the Year because uh, on post would have been the last thing that people would have thought <laughs> as an entrepreneurial company so I, I'm delighted by it. When you took over the reins at OnPost, uh, to what extent did you see it in those terms? Because I think you're right. I think lots of people seen it kind of as a, a state company, not necessarily yeah. um, kind of uh, vibrant or innovative. Well, I've, look, I've always, um, ever since you know, I started my career as an entrepreneur in Waterstones bookstores in London when it was first started, became a great friend of Tim Waterstone. So I've always, I've never lost that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, which is, you know, I want to grow things, build things. Um, I don't want to just downsize and make things smaller. And what I saw with Unpust was an incredible opportunity, which is that the biggest industry in the world, which is retailing, was coming its way, um, which is e-commerce. And, uh, you know, it was really just at the start of e-commerce and in 2017. So, uh, and now, of course, it's the future of Unpust, that and financial services. So, uh, you know, it's every company in a sense is dying. You know, you always have to find the new curve, but the new curve was staring it in the face. So I felt that that was exciting and it would be something we could we could do. So do you describe as on post as being kind of in a, in a process of reform or is it a continual process of reform and reinvention? How do you describe nah, it? It's it's in a process, but it's I think it's significantly advanced. You know, we've moved from a stage of decline into growth. You know, and that's the essential thing. The arrow's pointing down or the arrow's pointing up. And it's pointing up and we're in growth. Uh, we went through the pandemic, cost us a lot of money, but we're back into profit again. So we're in growth, we're in profit. So I would say, actually, you know, the transformation piece is done. Now we're beginning to do the work again on what, what's for the next five years. What could we become? Mm. You know, what will AI do to us? How can we use it? How can we become a digicore? Um, how can we use the vast um, digital capability we have and data we have? Um, and that's all going to be exciting and new. I don't know where that's going to take yeah. us. And I love this period. We've literally, we're just starting with consultants and it will take 12 weeks. In 12 weeks' time, I think I'll know where we're going. And what do you say to people who fear that in 12 weeks' time that direction will indicate fewer standalone post offices in their communities? You know, what we do is, I believe in post offices and they're, you know, the, the revenue is growing in the post office network. Um, it's the smaller of our businesses, but the revenue is growing. It's done well. Um, but, but times change, you know, and what we've done is we've co-located a lot of those post offices because that makes sense. You increase traffic to your local spa or centre or whoever it is, and you increase traffic to the post office. There is a really interesting couple of things we haven't really done yet with post offices. As e-commerce hubs, they could be amazing. 
um, you know, in about 95% of items are delivered to the home or the office here. In somewhere like Finland, for example, it's it's about 70% are delivered to the local post offices. And you come and, and collect it. And you come and collect it because that suits people, you know. So there's plenty of life left in post offices. Um, they've become agency banks, you know, as the banks have retreated. You, if you Bank of Ireland or AIB, you can do your banking in the post office. So there's plenty of opportunity there. Um, will there be fewer? There probably will be because they're always, you know, populations change and shift. We might have to open yeah. one or two new ones. Is it not an intrinsic part of the identity of Anpus, though, that you've got the items delivered to your door by a local postman. Oh, yeah, you I mean, can what, do both. What service am I paying for if I have to go yeah, and no, collect no, no. it? No, we'll still be delivering to the door, but we'll give you a choice. You know, um, we deliver a lot to the door because in the pandemic was when it really grew and people were at home. Whereas sometimes people aren't at home and they're going, well, what's more convenient? In a lot of European countries, they use um, parcel lockers. I'm not sure about them. We've tried them. don't think they're really Yeah, they never really here. became no. as ubiquitous, maybe, as some people might no. have thought. And, you know, I think, uh, so, you know, post office, that's just an opportunity. But look, there's many other things, returning parcels, returning goods. You know, you have a whole infrastructure you need to support what what was an industry that was on the on the high street on every main street and is now much smaller in the high street and main street and it's it's true delivery so um so look i think there's opportunities for post offices communities if there's a community there will support it if they support it um if the community isn't supporting it there's no purpose for it being there so that's really what dictates it do you still enjoy this process of of reinvention? Yeah, I love company? reinvention. I love reinvention. I, I I don't like standing still. I love the idea of what the future can be. I loved when we do things like launch the digital stamp. Um, I love when we do simple things like, you know, give free postcards. We sent, sent everybody a Christmas card this year. I love the simple things. I love the complex things. I just love us doing new stuff. We've just moved our HQ to the Exo building right next to the port, right in the heart of e-commerce and actually the heart of the financial services district. So, you know, it feels very different when you're there than when you're in the GPO. Now, when we talk about becoming a DigiCore, when we talk about being an e-commerce, when we talk about being a fintech, they all seem possible, whereas they seemed faintly ludicrous before. So, yeah, I'm really excited by what that can do. Would you like to be involved in the process of reinvention in RTE? I, I think there's absolutely zero chance of being, <laughs> being involved in that. But, uh, look, that's something that happened. I wish RT well. I wish Kevin Backers, who I know well. Um, and I hope they find a solution. They need to find a solution. It's important, and they need to find it soon. Um, and that solution, by the way, has to include all of media. It has to include news talk. It has to include the journal. It has to include the currency. It has to include the Irish Times. The Indo has to, you know, We have to look at all media. Mm. One of the problems in Ireland is we're subscale. We're actually a bit too small for media, for the overhead. You know, the cost of making a programme here is the same as in the UK, but we've won 15th the audience. So... They're difficult issues for government to grapple with um, and indeed for society to grapple with. But no, look, I wish RT the best. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I, I hope it works out. I, I, I assume like anyone kind of tilting at a position, you would have had a, a vision as to how you might have taken the organisation. And much like Kevin Backhurst, that vision would have been thrown out the window kind of six weeks after you had got it, had you got it. Yeah, you know, that's, look, that's I, the cards yeah. he's been dealt. Yeah, but you know, 
every but is there, industry, there's difficulty in that opportunity? Or there's opportunity every, in that difficulty, this, isn't there? Every, every, I've been in five industries. I kind of leave before I get found out. But I've been <laughs> in, every industry I've been in has felt uniquely challenged, has felt it's the toughest industry. You know, I go into post and I go, oh, it's so hard. When I went into telecoms, oh, it's so difficult. It's all been taken over by mobile, which it wasn't. When you go into, because broadband then came. Um, when I was in television, it was all going to be Netflix. But yet, actually, people are now moving back to linear television. So, you know, you find the future. It's not a, you know, it's more about what is the competence you have? What is the competence RT has? It's brilliant at news gathering. Can it extend that? Could that be a bigger operation? It's, it's very good at certain types of broadcasting. Maybe it doesn't need to do other types of broadcasting. I think you, you know, it's, I think you just have to take and maybe because I'm here at the EY Awards, mm. you have to take a bit of an entrepreneurial approach. Be prepared to take some risks. Be prepared to try some things. Um, the RTE saga needs to move on. You know, the constant Oroctus hearings and all of this. Leave it, leave it. You know, feeding time at the zoo is done. It needs to move on now and let people, let the organisation find its way forward. Was the, did you feel there was an element of... of taking the opportunity to get a kick in while they were down in some of it? I don't know. I mean, I, look, I can understand and I appreciate that TDs and, uh, and senators have, have a very important role to play and that governance role is important. But I think there's a point at which you say, OK, you've done it, now move on and, um, uh, and give Kevin Backhurst and the team a really good chance there to be able to, uh, to, to find the future. Um, and listen, I... Uh, I, I, well, I doubt you're going to run the rule over his vision that he has uh, unveiled, whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea. But uh, let me ask you this. Um, he envisions a, a smaller, a more streamlined RTE. Would that be a similar vision to the one you might have had? I think every, you know, I think every... Moya Doherty, it's interesting, sorry to cut across to you, the former chair, at an event very recently, she talked about the response needing to be the polar opposite and RTE needing to be far bigger with far more stations and far more offerings. Oh, look, I, I, I can't answer that. I'm not going to go into his plan. What I would say is any organisation transforming has to be a lot smaller in some areas and has to grow other areas. In Unpost, you know, we have to reduce the size of our administration. We have to reduce the size of our overhead so that we can invest in digital. You know, and, and you know, so if you look at RTE, investing in digital, and I think that is part of the plan, is critical. But it might be they need to invest two or three times as much, not just 10% more or 20% more, you know. Um, and that might mean bigger cuts in other ways. You know? So I think that is what transformation is. It's about allocating your resources differently. Um, but, you know, it will find that way. And mm. I think... Uh, I, I think you know, the, the real issue, of course, for all media in Ireland is digital is not remunerative, um, whether you're News Talk or RTE or the Irish Times, or it just doesn't deliver quite enough yet. Um, that's a real issue to be tackled. But, yeah. you know, and I think the Media Commission can look at that. I think different countries have tried different rules. Australia have tried introducing uh, payments for uh, news gathering and things like that. So I, I think there are. I, there's got to be more models than just, oh, you know, hammering away at the same old model. Uh, so listen, you're, you're going to go downstairs now, I know, after mm. this uh, to, to, to the event. We're here for the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Award and you're getting this um, a special recognition award. You're the recipient this year. Mm. I mean, there'll be a lot of enthusiasm and, 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 and 
hopefulness in that room. Um, and I, I, I think it would be too much to describe the economic tide as going out, but there's certainly more challenges than there might have been a few years ago, kind of the corporate tax base shrinking a little bit, some of our big trading partners, you know, slipping into recession, technical recessions even in this country. You've got inflationary pressures. Gabriel McLouf today, I understand, suggested there might even be another interest rate rise, not an interest rate mm-hmm. cut next year. I mean, what, what's your sense of, of the, um, the health of the economic and business landscape out there? I think the health of the business landscape in Ireland is good. Um, I think it's not going to grow massively, um, but, you know, the country is in growth. Um, we benefit from immigration. And uh, so I, I'm actually, but, you know, I'm here as an entrepreneurial thing. Entrepreneurs are naturally optimistic and positive, and they'll find the good news wherever. So, you know, I would certainly be relatively positive. I wouldn't be overly bullish, but I'd be relatively positive about it. You know, the issue for us in, in Ireland as a small economy, we, you know, we've shown that we can do things, we can grow. And if we keep doing the right thing and putting our economy first and putting our country first, which is what businesses should be doing, acting for the common good, I think we can have a remarkable success or continue the remarkable success we're having in Ireland. Well, listen, we wish you continued success as well, David. Thanks a million uh, for joining us here on the show. David McGredmond, who is the CEO of Unpost, the recipient of EY's Special Recognition Award tonight. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.